virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the U.S., Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the U.S. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. It's 22 uh, October in the year of our Lord, 2022. I got that right. I blew that in the uh, open. But now we're here it's Saturday. There's a lot going on. President Trump's in Texas. There's people all over today. We got Christine Caramo coming to the bottom of the hour, but honored to have uh, Maria Luisa Rossi Hawkins, the, the U.S., uh, I guess, head of news and correspondence for one of the most powerful media arms in, um, in all of Europe. And that's media set. Uh, a lot going on. First off, uh, Reuters just announcing, I don't know, you probably haven't caught, just came across the wire. The Vatican has extended. That, uh, for two years, I think the secret deal with the uh, Chinese Communist Party. How does that work? The great, the guy who runs Policy Sonar did an amazing book of how, and it didn't get a lot of play internationally, but his book really talked about the CCP infiltrating every aspect of really Italian corporate life. And people should remember in the pandemic, the first hotspot was in Northern Italy because of the fashion industry, everything like that. The CCP, this secret deal with, uh, with, um, with the Vatican is outraged. I want to talk on uh, Sunday at 6 p.m. here in Real America Voice. I have a one-hour special. If we can get that artwork up with Bishop Schneider uh, live or from. We did it here in the uh, in the war room itself. It'll play 6 p.m. on Sunday night, an entire hour uh, with this amazing, amazing man who is a thorn in the side of the Vatican. How can the Vatican be signing a uh, a secret de- a deal with the Chinese Communist Party? Well, it's a capillary penetration of the Italian state, the Italian government, I guess the religious realm, and uh, the Italian public opinion through a capillary campaign of being there quietly. I believe that the CCP was able to penetrate every aspect of Italian society and the church. And we've seen it. We've seen it in the last, uh, um, in the latest years. And it's quiet. They it's, made a big and deal. It's not sudden. They made a big deal about One Belt, One Road being anchored in Venice. Marco Polo was there. This is the reverse Silk Road. And when you say, have they penetrated deeply into Italian business and, and, and the rest of society, not just in northern Italy where the fashion industry is? Absolutely. They penetrate where the state, the government is weaker, Steve. And it's easier to corrupt. It's easier to buy. It's easier not just to buy goods, but to buy off politicians. It is easier to make a a campaign effective enough so that public opinion will stand with you. And this is exactly what they're doing. And this is exactly what they have done. Now, as far as the Catholic Church is concerned, you were the one who first talked about this and the close or too close relationship. And evidently, here you have it. Well, it's a secret deal, too. You know, remember, being a signatory to the United Nations, as Vatican is, you can't have secret deals. I mean, this is flaunts everything. It's a secret deal. The reason it's a secret deal is obvious. There's money changing hands, but more importantly, there's a path to recognition 
by the Vatican and a throwing of Taiwan under the bus. There's no doubt about that. Remember, the CCP actually has the ability to pick the bishops. And Cardinal Zen is on trial. How do you sign this document with Cardinal Zen on trial in Hong Kong? This is a total and complete betrayal. I mean, the, the holiest man in the Catholic Church, Cardinal Zen, 90 years old, who stood up to the CCP, head of the underground church in mainland China, head of the church in Hong Kong, is on trial in Hong Kong, and they sign and announce the secret deal, that, which the CCP, during the 20th Party Congress on the last day, where she's going to announce tomorrow, he's up for flight. Do we have the clip? Do we have the clip of Hun Jintao? Okay, I'm about to show you something. Yeah, yeah. get the CCP. This is one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. Have you had a chance to see it yet? No, I haven't. Okay, you're going to about looking to see Looking forward to it. This is, okay, this is on the day before. <clears throat> this is the last big event they've got. There are 2,500 communist authorities there, and they just let the media in, and they're about to begin the big speeches. The person you're going to see perp walked out on live global television is the former head. It's it's who she took over from, Hong Jintao. Okay, let's go ahead and play it, and you, you watch what happens here. Here's how they roll in Beijing. <laughs> What 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 you're seeing there? That's the former head of all of it. They literally drag him off. He didn't want to go because he understands where he's going is not a good place. This is a power move. If you're concerned about Taiwan, if you're concerned about the South China Sea, if you're concerned about where she's going in this power move, become emperor for life, which she'll be uh, anointed tomorrow. Right there is a. He's showing the old power in China. I am supreme. On the global stage, they dragged the guy off, the older guy. Now, what I'm hearing is that the older guy had some words to say. He was going to warn the Chinese people about Xi's consolidation of power. They knew he was going to say that. He was going to have a few minutes to speak as the former head of the, the Chinese Communist Party, the former chairman. They sent the security officials in and took him. He didn't want to go. You can see that right there because he understands where he's going is a quite a dark place. That's where the left wanted Steve Bannon to go yesterday. Trust me. Okay. That's how they roll. That's how these totalitarian states roll. When you see this and you see that they, that she now has supreme ultimate power, right? And how weak uh, Europe is overall and the nations of Europe with this bitter winter coming. Give me your assessment. Two things, Steve. The first, the first thing that I think about is how can you be concerned about the rise of fascism in Italy when you see this? And this is what I've been reading about Italian so newspapers, so new Italian, so and, you know, about American newspapers, or even people that I meet and see in the buildings in New York or on the streets. Oh my God, I am so worried. You guys are fascists, aren't you? You got that. You got bigger problems. 
Second, I really want to go back to talking about Georgia Maloney. In the nomination of her ministries yesterday, I think she's sending a message. And she's sending a message to China. When you're naming agricultural or food sovereignty, you're saying you're not buying us off. Hold hold on. Tell people what this means because this was a power move. What did she say yesterday about food sovereignty? We have ministries, or as you as you would have it in the United States, departments. But she renamed a few of them. One of them being the agricultural the agriculture department was renamed Agriculture and Food Sovereignty. Wow! A word very close to you, Steve, and one that you might appreciate very much. What does that mean? It doesn't mean superiority. It means sovereignty. It means we take over our own food and um, agricultural chain, instruction and educational merit. We will not be a nepotistic state. We will not be bought off. We are going to run with the Western merit um, chain of, 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 uh, of events and command, environment and energy security. It is not the Department of Energy. It is the Environment and Energy Security Ministry. And then we'll have a ministry of the sea, going back with the ports um, idea that you brought up. Ministry of the sea. What does that mean? It's not just about immigration. It is not just about stopping or, or avoiding the flood of immigrants in the Italian ports, but it's about taking control of the ports of Italy. And then the last one is f- family, natality, and equal opportunity. Family, natality, birth. So all these things are not just a name change. These things are a clear message to China and to those that believe that they could conquer Italy through a milieu of uh, institution, international and not, and uh, laws. This is why she's so important to the United States, because it's God, uh, homeland and family. That's her. That's the motto for, of what she's trying to do. Right. What's what's fascist about that? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I think the, the, the idea of fascism is a nostalgic idea by American uh, intellectuals to pretty much uh, put Italy in a box that they have read about and known about. And there is an, a, a, a very significant, Steve, historic mistake about uh, calling uh, Giorgia Meloni fascist, which are not, they're not doing anymore, by the way. And that is fascism was an interruption of democracy. Nobody elected Mussolini to the Italian government. They marched on Rome on a dictator, a dictator uh, on a dictator's uh, mandate. But Italy was a democracy interrupted by the fascist regime. This is a government elected by the Italian people, a legitimate government elected, where Giorgio Meloni got 26% of the Italian vote. One Italian out of four voted for her. And that, to me, is the quintessential democratic mandate it's action 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 she's always been someone who takes action food sovereignty and energy security is this because the rest of europe we hear about the famine we hear about higher food prices empty shelves and of course no no you know a cold bitter winter right is this because she's getting ahead of it i believe so i believe she's sending a message and she's 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 going to deal with like i guess the worst uh period in post-world war ii italy and europe when we're talking about energy security, what she's saying is we have been dependent on Russian oil for so many years I that we have to do something about it. Energy independence is mandatory. It is crucial. It is essential to Italy and to Europe. 
and it hasn't been so. Not that Italian politicians or European politicians didn't know this, Steve, but there was a, a buying off from Russian politicians. Yes, big time. And we all know that. So energy security, the independence of the Italian government. How, ba- how bad is the food situation going to be there? Inflation is high. Inflation is high. I would argue that the food situation is probably worse here in the United States and nobody's talking about it. And you and I talk about this Big all time. the time. I think inflation is a serious problem. It is worse and more. Um, but I think the energy situation or the energy crisis is worse. A lot of her biggest fans here are very concerned about how she put together this government, all the things she was saying about Ukraine and NATO and EU is that changed her? Did she have to play the game to get the government together? Or are the Italian people going to be shoveling billions of dollars or billions of euros into Ukraine? I don't know that she is a non-Atlantist. I think she's she's pro-America. She will definitely follow the U.S. guidelines. She will be an ally to the United States, but she will have her own voice. Her Her biggest challenge is probably going to be at home. With the anti-war movement in her own in her own coalition, but I think Georgia Meloni. But you're has in a, made a econ- you're in an economic crisis right now. How should what's she going to? She's got to, if she doesn't solve the economic crisis you have, it'll be a short-lived government. What do you think her policies on that are? I think her policies are going to be into energy independence. I think her policies are her going first to be things in, get energy. energy. Is she going to junk the, the sustainability in the Green New Deal? Because that's what's killing. That's what's killed the UK. That's why you have a new government in the UK. They're they're in fantasy land on on uh, on net. Zero carbon. What is she going to do about that? I believe that. I believe she's going to be very realist about the costs of the Green New Deal and the its declination in, in, into European policies. But she'll have to go to Europe. She'll have to go to the EU. She'll have to say we stand. Uh, I noticed. She, I noticed she didn't inform the government until the fifteenth that you got your cash from the EU that they would you wait till you got your cash and inform the government. Well, talk about a realist. Yes. You talk about a realist. Flight. Real quickly, Salvini. What a real role, a meaningful role. Uh, a real role, um, but under control. Definitely under control. He's lost a lot of. Uh, he's he's party too much. Lost a lost a, a, a few steps here. I don't know about the parting. I think uh, the Italian people really have gone through hardship. And I think Georgia had played the coherence card. Right. And the toughness and the focus. Okay. Short break. We're going to come back. You're going to see a very special from Jake Tapper last night about yours truly. We're going to have one of the smartest political minds in media in the world. Maria Luisa Rossi Hawkins comment on what she's seeing on CNN. All next in the war room. The same investigation, Trump's former chief strategist, Steve Bannon, was sentenced to four months in prison for defying his subpoena from the committee. And Bannon looked like he loved every second of it. The federal judge, a Trump appointee, we should note, said that Bannon has shown, quote, no remorse for his actions. Remorse isn't Bannon's thing. Revolt is. Remember, this illegitimate regime, their their judgment day is on November. Bannon's one of the main forces that spread those deranged lies about the 2020 election. But at least at the time, 
Privately, Bannon seemed to know that this was all a scam. Here he is behind closed doors before the last election. And what Trump's going to do is just declare victory, right? He's going to declare victory. But that doesn't mean he's the winner. He's just going to say he's the winner. It's unclear if Bannon will actually end up going to prison. The judge is letting him remain free while his appeal process plays out. We're going to talk to his lawyer in just a second. Separately, Bannon is also facing charges of money laundering and conspiracy and fraud related to that online scheme to raise money to build Trump's border wall. Bannon's a busy guy. Even before he met Trump, Bannon was a man who wore many hats, or in his case, shirts. Navy, Georgetown, Harvard MBA, Goldman Sachs, Bannon seemed drawn to odd projects such as the 1993 science escapade known as Biosphere 2. The structure houses seven small-scale versions of the Earth's various zones. Here, crew members monitor plant, animal, and atmospheric changes in an attempt to understand real-life biology. It's been referred to in the past as a planet in a bottle. Bannon has a real eye, a keen eye, for opportunities. For instance, he bought a stake in royalties for a little show in the 90s that maybe you heard of. But in addition to that quality, seeing opportunities, Bannon has also long been drawn to a hostile, radical nationalism. After making some right-wing documentaries, Bannon became a founding member of the board at Breitbart.com, where Bannon eventually assumed the helm and helped turn it proudly into a website for the so-called alt-right. At the time, even right-wing talk show host Glenn Beck thought Bannon extreme and scary. He's a horrible, despicable human being. By taking orders from a political candidate and reworking your entire site to promote the lies of a specific candidate without any kind of truth behind these things, that doesn't make you Roger Ailes. That makes you Goebbels. Goebbels, tough talk for a fellow conservative from Glenn Beck. But you probably first became aware of Steve Bannon when he was chief executive officer of Trump's 2016 presidential campaign and then chief strategist and senior counselor at the Trump White House. Many in the public were afraid because of the bigotry on Breitbart and the accusations against Bannon of domestic violence and anti-Semitism, accusations from his ex-wife. Bannon's spokesman denied the allegations, but Bannon was focused on putting his plans into high gear, such as the so-called Muslim ban, or purging the Republican Party of anyone remotely disloyal to Donald Trump. They're going to be held accountable if they do not support the president of the United States. Bannon brought that hostility into the White House. One senior Trump White House advisor told me today that Bannon at the White House was abusive and foul to the extreme to everyone on the staff. And President Trump was jealous that Bannon was getting more credit with the base than he was. So it was only a matter of time before Bannon was ousted. And after Bannon was quoted attacking Donald Trump Jr. in a book the next year, Trump publicly went after the man that he called Sloppy Steve. But Bannon did not return fire. Bannon has always played the long game. Bannon's long game is to tear down the GOP from the inside out and turn it into a nationalist party. And that's why you should care about Sloppy Steve, because he's using his podcast now to go after Republicans 
and to go after the Republic. Called The War Room, it's regularly one of the most popular podcasts on Apple. Bannon has millions of listeners. Some of the figures he studied closest and admires from the past are actual propagandists, uh, like the Nazi propagandists. Bloomberg's Josh Green wrote a whole book on Bannon, and he reports that Bannon has studied the work of Nazi propagandist Lenny Reifenstahl. He showed me once, shot for shot, how he was copying in his own films what she had done in her films. So it gives you an idea um, of the depth of his belief in propaganda. Do not underestimate sloppy Steve. Steve Bannon is gifted. Steve Bannon has taken that war room audience and turned it into what he calls an army. It's an army he's been quietly mobilizing to fight on the humblest of battlefields. We're taking action. And that action is we're taking over school boards. We're taking over the Republican Party through the precinct committee strategy. We're taking over all the elections. We're taking over all the elections. There's nothing wrong, of course, with getting the public involved in their political process. In a way, it's laudable. The problem here is what this Bannon army might do on those election boards, on these precinct committees, inside polling places. We're going to take over the election apparatus. American citizens that are volunteering. What are these people going to do once they're in charge of the election apparatus? It is about who counts the votes, and guess what? We're going to count them. Who are these precinct committee men and women going to elect in county and state parties? How are they going to do their jobs if elected to count votes on the local level? When Drew Griffin and CNN's investigative unit sat down with members of Bannon's army on the state level, it was very clear who was calling the shots. And Steve Bannon was the one that I heard say exactly what Jody just said. Hey, all the Democrats do it. You got to get involved grassroots. It was also clear that members of Bannon's army had been fed lie after lie after lie. Lies that clearly would cause anyone to be concerned about how they might do their jobs. To see all the anomalies during the elections, to see how, there's no way that Biden could have ever won an election. He didn't campaign. Um, the most unpopular person. There's just some, if you believe that that was a safe and fair election, then I, I mean, I, I just can't help you. It was a safe and fair election. This is a real threat to democracy, and it's playing out at such a local level, we might never even see what it means. So this is where Bannon's combination of traits, savvy exploiter of opportunity and Rasputin of modern nationalism, this is where it has led him and us. How concerned should you be? Well, one former German ambassador to the United States puts it this way in CNN's special report airing tonight. Looking back over the last 70 years, over the post-World War II period, uh, in my view, Steve Bannon was the single most dangerous American who came our way. The single most dangerous American who came the Germans' way. Not to belabor the point, but the Germans know from bad guys. And even if Steve Bannon does end up in a prison cell, four months is not a long time. Moreover, his insidious influence, that cannot be locked up. 
Okay, I turn now to Maria Luisa Rossi Hawkins, one of the sharpest political minds around. Uh, your thoughts, comments, observations? Two things. I don't know whether I should be scared of honor to be in your presence, sir. Second is, I did Can not. Can you be both? <laughs> I. I am mesmerized by what I, what I heard. I, I think this is a very serious accusation. The, the tone is risible, but the, the accusations are serious. And, and, and the first impression that I have, Steve, Steve, is how scared are they? How scared are and is the Democratic Party to put on such a show so much that they need you as their enemy to go through the midterms? without an agenda, without policy, without perspective for the future that they need once again to recreate, create and recreate and go over uh, the construction of an enemy so that they can actually go forth in their campaign. It is serious and, as I say, risible in tone because... Uh, give me two, we got two minutes yes, here. As you, as you report what's going on in the States, to the people in Italy, what is the what 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 are you laying out as as where America stands today? I am trying to give the the fairest view possible, but I don't have much leeway at that. Uh, there is a weak presidency. There is a president who is definitely not uh, in full charge of his uh, capabilities, but a cynical president. It all comes back to me to the Afghanistan um, um, to the Afghanistan debacle. It reminds me that the image that comes to mind and that I remind everybody of the, is the Afghan falling off the planes when the when when the last American plane took over. It is an image of inflation. It is an image of war. It is an image of America that cannot uh, withstand the pressures of its own leadership. Now. We're all going through a crisis. Europe and the United States are tied into this into this crisis together. But the energy crisis, the food crisis, the housing crisis, the crime crisis this country has is, goes far beyond any European expectation. How do people follow you? How do people get to you on social media and all that? I am not the greatest. I am on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Getter. But I am not the greatest social. No, that you don't. Person. You don't post a lot, so we just got to watch your your broadcast. Thank you. So you're very busy today. Thank you so much. And Thank you. You, for you, you me. have followed the rise of Georgie Maloney from the beginning, and you were one of the earliest to say there's something special here. So that today she's uh, appointed, takes the oath to be the first female prime minister in the history. Can I say, Steve? We're we're proud of a, the generational change. We're proud of the fact that she's a woman, the first right winged woman. All these women on the left have always been pretty much ancillary figures to uh, American, uh, to Italian politicians. She's it. Wow. Maria Luisa, thank you so much. Okay, short commercial break to going to Michigan. Christine Caramo, another fighter on the right, next in the war room. There are currently 291 Republicans on the ballot across the country who have denied that Biden is the rightful winner of the 2020 presidential election. They're running in 48 states for congressional and state offices. Of those, more than half, 171, they're the ones in the, is that orange or red, whatever, the dark color on the top, are favored to win their races. Nearly 50 more are in races that are likely going to be extremely close. And here in Michigan, the Washington Post counts that there are nine election deniers on the ballot. Five are favored to win, 
The other four races should be very close, including the race for the attorney general. The Republican challenger in that race is Matthew DiPerno, who is currently under investigation by the state for allegedly tampering with voting machines in 2020. This is the guy running for attorney general. Here in Michigan, for instance, the Republican candidate for secretary of state, Christina Caramo, is a first time political candidate. She lost to, uh, she rose to prominence specifically because she unabashedly repeated lies about the 2020 election to anyone who would listen. She still does this to this day. She went as far as to claim that she witnessed misconduct in the processing of absentee ballots at a center in Detroit in 2020. Those claims, unsurprisingly, have never been corroborated or substantiated. But now she is the Republican Party's candidate to be Michigan's top elections administrator who would be in charge of overseeing the 2024 presidential election. Joining me now is Michigan's current Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson. She's the Democrat uh, running for uh, re-election against Christina Caramo in this year's midterm. She's also the author of an important book, Secretaries of State, Guardians of the Democratic Process. Secretary Benson, good to see you again. Thank you for being with us this morning. Thanks for having me. Welcome to Michigan, Alan. Okay. I can't, I can't, I can't take too much of the... Uh, by the way, they're in full meltdown. We, we are honored to have Christina Caramo join us. Ma'am, why is why is the whole NBC news operation in Michigan today in a full meltdown uh, because of you and uh, Tudor Dixon and Matt DiPerno, ma'am? Because we are pushing into their spaces and they're terrified. I mean, if you look at his opening remarks, he makes self-refuting claims. He said that I made false statements about what I witnessed, but said, then said my uh, my claims haven't been corroborated. How can you say my claims are false if they haven't been corroborated? They just haven't been investigated. So these individuals are fully vested in suppressing the truth and that when the truth is on your side, you win. And they're just simply terrified of us getting to the bottom of what not only happened in 2020, but the current corruption we see right now. As a matter of fact, Steve, my opponent was slapped down by a judge for the fifth time two days ago. So as this guy boasts how she wrote a book about the Secretary of State, she clearly doesn't know what she's doing because she keeps getting slapped down by judges for breaking the law. She attempted to suppress poll challenge poll challengers from seeing what's going on in our elections, trying to prevent who they can talk to. Benson tried to prevent our poll challengers from being able to talk to the local clerk about concerns they had. And she is an attorney. This is what we're dealing with. These people are lawless and they are terrified that we'll be successful because as you know, Steve, there's going to be a massive red wave because the Democrats have totally lost their mind. There is a rising of parents in Dearborn, which is a typically Democratic area, who will be voting Republican because they're trying to sexualize their children. They're people who can't afford to feed their families. And when they look at the election system, the same people who are creating a scenario where you can't afford to feed your families don't want you to even scrutinize the election process. People are putting two and two together, and that's why we're going to win. Uh, so Ali Valchi, they didn't random, randomly select him to go out to uh, Michigan, um, that it, it's because of the Dearborn situation. To talk to me about what happened in Dearborn and what the ma- mainstream media is literally in meltdown over this. What's happening in Dearborn? And they're particularly upset about any of your involvement. Walk me through what's happening. Yeah. So, you know, what happened is it's in Dearborn, Michigan, because Demo- Dearborn is a typically vote Democratic. A lot of their school board members are Democrats. And these individuals put books within the school library that were very sexually explicit. Steve, I was on an Arabic-speaking television show on Monday that was recorded in Dearborn. And one of the women on the show with me had brought the actual books 
Steve, I wouldn't even repeat these to you in private conversation. That's how vulgar, I mean, just extremely vulgar with graphic pictures in these books, teaching students how to have sex, how to meet strangers on the internet for sex. And then these people turn around and lie and say, oh, you guys are just anti-LGBT. And what, and what's important to also note that it's very insulting to individuals who identify as LGBT to assume that the only way to teach our children how to be kind to them is by exposing our children to explicit sex acts. That's actually very insulting to them. And so the thing about it is parents obviously are up in arms. They went and spoke to the school district. And then a lot of the speakers who spoke in favor of the books when I was there two weeks ago, actually last week, they were actually insulting them for being Muslim directly and then continued to insult the people and said that they were just being held captive by right-wing ideology and this is more white supremacy. I mean, this is just nonsense. That's why when the left throws around the word white supremacy, it's not about white people. It's about it's a demonization tactic of anybody who is pro-America, pro-family, that they just want to slap that label on people, even though these are um, Arab Americans, in order to get people to to look down upon these folks for speaking truth about we don't want our children sexualized. So now you're seeing the parents in Dearborn are not backing down. In fact, they're pushing harder. And not only are they pushing harder, now they're pushing for everyone to vote Republican because they're like, wait a minute, these, the Democratic Party has been taken over by people who aren't liberal. They're authoritarians and they're trying to sexualize our kids. So now they're being more vocal about voting Republican. So they send this clown in to try to suppress that effort. But here's the thing. People aren't buying it. We're not going to sexualize people's kids, and they're just going to go for it. It's not happening. Let me, let, let, me, let me ask you. You talk about demonization because we keep, as you know, micro attention on all these races. You have been particularly demonized uh, by the mainstream media and by the Democratic Party to a, almost a lathered up basis. Um, more than anybody, maybe Carrie Lake, but I got to tell you, they're coming after Christina Caramo. Is that man because you're a person of the of not just Christian face, but but you uh, live your Christianity? It's a, it's a it's a lived religion to you, and you're a woman of color. Is, is, do you believe that's why they've singled you out to really come at you the hardest of virtually anybody running in this country? Yeah, you know, to your point, Steve. You know, being consistent in my Christian faith requires me to reach out and to care about other people. And they do not like the fact that I won't stay in a safe Republican bubble. And as we go to communities like Flint and Detroit and Dearborn that are typically Democratic cities, we're winning people over by just simply telling the truth. And a lot of the Democratic Party leadership, they stay in power by deception. So they lie to people. They trick people, for example, with like we have an initiative, Proposition 3, but they will be legalizing children to get children will be able to get sterilized behind their parents' back. I mean, think about it. A girl can go get a hysterectomy without her mother knowing about it. This is the type of stuff these people are trying to legalize in Michigan with Proposal 3. Read the language. And so when we speak truth about that stuff, people's eyes are just open and they go, oh my goodness, this is horrible. But one of the problems is that for a very long time, conservatives have just looked at communities that are typically democratic and will go, well, this is a D plus 10 city, so we're not going to waste our time campaigning in these spaces because they're not going to vote for us anyway. And my philosophy is, well, why would they vote for you if you don't talk to them? That doesn't make any sense. And so oftentimes we go into communities and they'll say, you're the first Republican candidate I ever spoken with. Or they've just never been exposed to the conservative perspective on real issues that we're dealing with. And then I stay true to my conservatism, but just effectively explain it. 
people agree with us. They're like, yeah, that makes complete sense. And so we're winning people over. And so now we're taking from their base. We're taking from their power structure because one of the, it was interesting, uh, a publication here in Michigan who typically is more liberal wrote an article about me. And uh, we were at an event in Southwest Detroit, which is typically uh, a Mexican city and Mexican portion of, of Detroit. And one of the women they interviewed was saying that she's a socialist. But yet I'm the first Republican she'll be ever voting for. Why? Because I'm not what she assumed a conservative is based on the stereotypes they make about us, Steve. And so when people talk with folks like you and myself, they realize that we're not these crazy monsters that they make us out to be. We're actually reasonable people who want to do right by our fellow neighbors. And so we're breaking the narrative. And so naturally, if someone, they live off narrative. They need false narratives to maintain their power. And so when a candidate is breaking their narrative, it breaks their power structure and they lose and they're scared. Christina, how do people find out more about your campaign? We know you need uh, assistance. I want everybody that can to go check it out and see what they can do uh, and volunteers, whatever. Uh, you're uh, one of the key races in this country, Secretary of State in Michigan. And you're right, judges. Benson should be ashamed of herself. She should, should be. Uh, it's a disgrace. You know, th- th- she's outed all the time by these courts about what she's not doing, what she is doing. It's outrageous. So how do people find out more about your campaign? Yeah, ChristinaCaramo.com. And also, Steve, we have our series, Benson's Dirty Deeds, where we're going over all the illegal activities that's been going on in the state. Like we have this company in Michigan where the guy who owns the company was arrested because he was storing uh, data from our election systems on servers in China. And our uh, governor gave him $300,000 of taxpayer, Michigan tax dollars. There's just so much corruption going on in Michigan. So ChristinaCaramo.com. And this is why the Democrats around America are pouring millions of dollars into my opponent's race, because Michigan is a top-tier influence over presidential election outcome. Irrespective of political affiliation, I'm a rule-of-law candidate, and I want to ensure that your voting rights are protected, and they're terrified of that prospect, so they're pouring millions of dollars into the state in order to protect election corruption that my opponent manages. So ChristinaCaramo.com, volunteer, uh, donate, check out the videos, and share the content with your friends who are liberals. Let them see what's going on. Let's help open people's eyes. Christina Cromo, uh, you're a hero and a patriot. Thank you very much for coming to the war room today. Thank you, Steve. God bless. Okay, thank you, ma'am. Uh, by the way, people are deployed all over the country. There are events going on. Make sure you go to uh, to warroom.org or go to uh, my getter feed or uh, uh, Grace Chung or, of course, Captain Bannon. You'll be able to see events all day long. Uh, we're going to go to Texas here in a minute. Is Ben uh, is Ben ready? We're going to go to we're going to go to Ben Burkwam right now. But there, and, and make sure that you volunteer. It's not too late to be a poll worker. It's not too late to be an election official. Right now, if it's too late in your district, become a get out the vote. Work a phone bank. Knock on doors. Do something. Get engaged. You've got to own your vote. Own the people around you vote, make sure they vote, but you also got to get to the ramparts, right? Because this is historic and you're going to want to be a part of it. Ben Burkwam in Texas, tell us how we're doing getting ready for the yes, Trump sir. rally. Well, let me ask you guys, how are we doing out here? Who's pumped to be out here? All right, Steve, we got folks from all over the state here. We've got folks from Robstown. We got folks from the Valley. We got people from that, that flown in, people that left California, escaped California, now live in Texas. People are pumped. I want to start right over here, sir. Tell me, tell me first. Uh, and the, the, the main story we keep hearing all over the place here is most people used to be Democrats. They've woken up to the lies of the Democrats and now they're MAGA and even ultra MAGA. We're going to get that too. 
Tell me your story, Tom. Well, you used to be a Democrat a long time ago. What pulled me away from the Democratic Party was mainly the, the pro-life issues. And then from there, everything just kind of snowballed. The, the pr biblical principles that Trump embraces is what really uh, what I really like about him. I've never heard another president invoke the name of God and Jesus more than I've heard uh, President Donald Tr J. Trump. And that's the, the main thing for me is that he's embracing biblical principles and uh, follow the Bible and you can't go wrong. I love that. And you got the kids out here. Young man, 16 here, rocking his MAGA hat. Says, doesn't care if he gets the, the, uh, the attacks from the left and from the haters. He's going to keep standing up. This is it. This is the future of our nation. Strong men and strong young ladies down here standing up for America. Ma'am, you, you're here too. This, Steve, this story is amazing. So talk to me. You were a Democrat. And it was actually the Sandman story. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so the Nick Sandman story, I was outraged. I was upset. I even went as far as emailing the school. Um, just so irritated, so mad. And then my boyfriend said, chill out. Give it seven days and the truth will come out. And it did come out. The whole truth came out. And then I started questioning everything prior. And everything was a lie. And here I am now at a Trump rally. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, just hang on for one second. We'll take a short commercial break. We're in return. We're going to Texas at the Trump rally next in the war room. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, in Arizona, Michigan, and Nevada, uh, we know that the uh, polling changed radically after President Trump's had these huge rallies. One in Texas today, tons of important uh, congressional races up. Ben Burkwam, back to you. Introduce us to the posse down there. Hey, real quick, though, I, I just want to have everybody start by saying uh, we're praying for you, Steve. Let me hear you guys. Who stands with Steve Bannon against the against the corrupt, lying? Hey, so they think they think they're going to take out the tip of the spear, Steve, but they don't realize we got arrows in the quiver and they're all coming for it. <laughs> We stand with you. The American people stand with you. And this is it. In the end, they lose. What they mean for evil, God is going to use for good. Talk, speaking of good, look at what's going on here. So we got legal immigrants that have come over. Talk to me real quick. Where are you from? I'm Audrey Johnson Shepherd, and God has brought me to America, 196 countries in the world. And I came from Europe, a British Guyana. And we became socialists. We do not want America to become socialist. We do not want socialists here. We are here because we are warriors and we're here to save America. And yes, President Trump is our president, but he's not God. God has positioned each of us from North, South, France, Germany, wherever we come from. This is my husband and he stands strong with me. We are not going to let this country die. We're going to save it. We are Americans and we're going to save America. We could end it there, but there's so much more. So talk to me. I love that. That is amazing. Uh, so many more, too. We're a Democrat. I love this. Yeah. You said you were born a Democrat. I was born a Democrat. What, what woke you up? Uh, Trump woke me up. <laughs> when he kept saying the, the fake news, the fake news, and I kept saying, 
how can it be fake news? The reporters, they just report the news. And it wasn't until I started listening to his speeches, what's going on, and I started paying attention to what's going on, and I realized the news would say something, and I'm like, that's not what Trump said. That's not what he meant. You guys are lying. You guys are fake news. But thank God I found real American voices. Yeah. We didn't pay her. Oh, by the way, by the way, how many people are paid to be here? This is one of the other lies that the Democrats say. And nobody, nobody. No. Hi. And you just want it. I, this is it. By the way, guys, if, I, if you feel led to say something, we're just going to bing, 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 bing. What do you want to say? Well, I, I'm so happy to be here. I and again, praying for Steve Bannon. We love Trump and we're here to support. And I don't have anything else. I love to it. Say. I love it, though. That's it. Come here. Who's who's next? Who's next? Come here. Wait, wait. Yes, ma'am. We're going to come this way. I, I'm holding the mic, though. I'm, I want to give all the glory to God. Amen. This is my first rally and I'm pumped. I love it. I love it. First rally. How many first time rallies here? How many first rallies? Holy cow. How many first rallies? More than the majority of the crowd so far. I wanted to say, God bless you, Steve. He's with you, and that's one you got to depend on. But we're all backing you. Also, if Donald Trump had done nothing for four years while he was in office, except if he had stayed in bed for four years, except open the people's eyes to the corruption in this government, he did more than any president in the history of this country. Amen. By the way, she raises mules. I raise mules. I love the hat. Trump I, this kicks. This is my 30th rally. 30. Drove 17 hours. 17 hours. Got here Wednesday. I'm from East Tennessee near the Smokies. Go on, Go, Now, we also have another immigrant from France yes. originally. Now, you're running the Republican Party here locally. That's right. Well, I'm uh, even originally, I fled uh, Hungary when it uh, became communist and then was raised in France, who became totally socialist and came to America to find freedom. And uh, we're losing it. So it's time, thanks to Trump, to try to get it back. All over the world, they are losing their freedom. And he's the only one who can, can save us. So we need him back and we are fighting for that every single day. God bless you. God bless you. Yep, yep. Jump on, jump on. Look, I'm a combat veteran, 22 years in the military. And I want to say this about Trump. He has nothing to lose. He has all the money in the world and he's taking a downgrade for this. Everybody think about that. Which president has never been lobbied, been paid for, has had been in all this programs to be already anointed? Trump wasn't. He destroyed them. So remember that. When you think about Trump, y'all stand for Trump. Don't back down. Nobody back down. Stand up. I stood up. You can too. Thank you, brother man. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. 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 Yeah, just tell the people we got to bounce. But here's what they should remember: pray for our enemies and victory in November. Just tell them that. Amen. Pray. Steve says, pray for our enemies and victory in November. That's it, guys. God is in control, and we pray that over. We pray against the principalities and powers of darkness. In Jesus' name, we stand with you. God bless America. Thank you, Steve. Amen. Ben Burkwam, Real America's Voice. The coverage is going to be this afternoon. Another massive rally in Texas. You see that crowd right there. By the way, that's what they fear. They don't fear Trump. They don't fear Steve Bannon, Tucker Carlson, Ron DeSantis. They fear that right there. That's the American people. And guess what? The American people are coming for them. There's no substitute for victory. Okay. 6 p.m. Sunday, Eastern Day, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. We're going to have a one hour special. I want to thank Real America's Voice, Bishop Schneider and myself for one hour. 
going to walk through everything. You're not going to miss that. We'll be back here at 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time a Monday morning. But get to us on Getter all weekend. We're going to be doing live feeds. We're going to be up uh, posting nonstop the entire posse, all our contributors, a bunch of big announcements on Monday. Make sure you're here. Uh, by the way, so make sure you get the President Trump's. I got the rally in Real America's Voice. But there are things everywhere. Go to all our sites. You get to volunteer. You've got Cause for America. You have uh, Melody uh, Jennings, the uh, watching the box. They're, they're absolutely freaking out, particularly out in uh, particularly out in Arizona. Complete total meltdown. We've got a lot going on next week as we drive towards this massive victory. Remember, every poll is shifting our way. Now we know we can win if we get the vote out, and we have to close the deal. Remember, we cannot let them steal this. The only way the Democrats can win is if they cheat. They know this. That's what they that's what they hate when we say this. There's no substitute for victory. Get us on Getter right now. Stick around Real America's voice. Particularly, we're going to go to Las Vegas for the great one next and stick around for President Trump's uh, incredible rally. Remember, they ch- he changes the dynamics every time he goes. Nevada, uh, Michigan, Arizona, Pennsylvania, all of it. See you all weekend here. On Getter and Real America's Voice. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.